Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy, you rocking with the best. NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming Eat Nation, we doing what we like. Tune in every week, guaranteed we get it hype. Fantasy Football Enthusiasts, I know you plan to be joining us on Eat Sleep Fantasy. Yeah, Eat Sleep Fantasy. Eat Sleep Fantasy. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast, also known as the Pumpkin Spice of Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Christian Brito, and joining me as always on this pod is Mr. Jonathan Lamar Chapman. What's up, John? I wish you could see how big my smile is when you said pumpkin spice. Okay. I thought you were going to say penis because I said your middle name was Lamar. Oh, no, no. That is true. Um, but my middle name is Lamar and I do love pumpkin spice. I freaking love it, man. Uh, I, I want to say we're the pumpkin spice of fantasy football podcast because you either love us or hate us, but we'll get into that a little more in a bit today. We've got a lot to talk about. We've got some news to cover. A lot of the news related to Wednesday and Thursday is injury related. Um, and then after that, I got some buy lows and sell highs that John brought in today. Some guys that he thinks it's a, the right opportunity to either buy or sell right now. Uh, so we're going to we're going to talk about that. So uh, we're going to jump right into the news because we got to we got to get through it. And we're going to start a little bit with the guys that look like they're trending towards playing or possibly playing in the injuries and then uh, move on from there. So let's start with the Thursday night game. Alshon Jeffrey is trending towards playing in week four. Uh, he's see, you know. Head coach Doug Peterson saying he expects Alshon to be out there Thursday. Are you firing him up if he is? Yeah, he he almost played last week. And, you know, whenever he got injured two weeks ago on the sideline, he he, he kept his pads on for the most part. And, you know, they, they took his helmet away. But you could tell he wanted to play two weeks ago. It seemed like he might play this week or past week. Didn't. This is what they've been aiming for. This was kind of worst case scenario. So he's going to be out there with the calf strain now. It, calf strains are rough because even if he suits up, right, it's problematic because yes. it, it could twinge at any point. And if that happens, he's back out again. So it just resets that two to three week clock. So uh, yeah. I have confidence to play him this week, but. Buyer beware. My only fear really with calf strains is not so much that it lingers, is that it through overcompensation can lead to more serious injuries like an Achilles tear. Yep. So um, that's my only concern here is he, you know, when you are not 100% back, when you're 60, 70, 80% back, there's always the possibility that you can overcompensate that muscle and and hurt something else right so um i think he's going to be ready to go um he is at this point in his career more of a body them up kind of receiver so i I think he should be just fine and i would fire him up on thursday night yeah i have him as my wide receiver 40 this week so you know you can kind of see flex play that's kind of what you're looking for all right uh i want to talk about uh kind of these long-term injuries here as well Let's talk a little bit about both Saquon Barkley and David Njoku. Barkley is now seeking a second opinion. The original opinion was that he'd be out sometime uh, in the in the range of four to six weeks. Uh, we're waiting on a second opinion uh, from Dr. Robert Anderson, and this has been reported from Chris Mortensen. I, I don't see much changing. This really seems like a situation where you're going to be without Saquon for like five weeks or so. Yep. Yep. And hopefully you handcuffed him with Wayne Gallman. I had Gallman in almost every league I was in, and I have since traded him in every single league that I am in, except for one. But I've been dealing since this Saquon injury. I kind of capitalized on having the handcuff there, which paid off for me. But uh, Wayne Gallman's going to be the guy. You need to go get him. Um, but don't overpay because you still don't know what to expect. And this first week is going to be his best week. He is at home versus Washington. So I am expecting a big game from Gallman this week, especially with Daniel Jones back there who looked phenomenal. But, yes, yeah, Saquon's going to be out for a minute. And this is 
it's going to stock up all the wide receivers. Uh, you can't give Saquon the 12 targets. You're not going to give that exact same workload to the running back by committee. That's going to happen with Gallman there. So uh, this is going to be Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram. Actually, I think their value has gone up somehow, which is crazy. Right. Uh, they they definitely uh, came in at the right. This this kind of feels like it happened at the right time for the passing game with Daniel Jones coming in and having the opportunity to potentially show what he's uh, made of there. Um, we'll see what happens with that offense a little bit. Um, and remind me here later on in this episode, we do need to talk about Daniel Jones and an interesting offer that we have for our listeners. All right, moving on here to uh, another player. Uh, this is especially important uh, for your dynasty leagues. A guy that a lot of people hoped would have a breakout uh, second season in David and Joku uh, broke his wrist. Yes, and uh, he will. He was placed on IR, designated to return. Um, there's a little bit of good news here in this situation. He is not going to have to have wrist surgery. Seems like one of these situations where it's just about time letting the bone heal and uh, has a good chance to be back towards the tail end of the season. We're looking at week 12 is when he's designated to return. I think that's a very realistic timeline. And if the Browns are in any sort of contention for playoffs, which uh, we'll see, but um, he should be back towards the end of the season. I think you'll have David and Joku for weeks 12 through 16. Yeah, but I, I don't even know if he's worth rostering outside of super deep leagues. He only had seven targets through the first two games, gets hurt in the third game. That entire Cleveland Brown offense has been a complete dud um, to expectations. That offensive line, probably one of the worst four in the NFL, and it's right. just ruining everything. So I, I don't want to keep David Njoku for that long. You know, he, Again, he's got to be out at least six weeks. Uh, I'm sorry, eight weeks because he, he went to that IR spot. So right. I, I'm staying away. So let's say you're in a dynasty league with an IR spot. Like you're not keeping him on there. If you have, say, I don't know. I'll keep him on there if I don't have it already. Um, like, so let's, let's say I have Tevin Coleman. I'm going to, you know, bring Tevin Coleman off my uh, IR, put him on my uh, bench, cut somebody else and put him there. That's fine. But I, I don't think. I don't like rostering more than one tight end. Even if he was healthy, he would not be a top 12 tight end for me. Um, so it, deep leagues, I had no problem with it. But outside of that, it's not one of those you want to spend time holding on to this guy. Okay. I do feel like Cleveland has only up to go. Like they, They're going to be better than they have shown through the first three weeks, in my opinion. Do you disagree? They've got some tough matchups coming pretty soon, man. It's it's not going to get better for them anytime soon. Now, do they have all the talent and skill positions and great defense? Hell yeah, they do. But if you look at their schedule, it gets pretty bad. At Baltimore uh, this week, at San Francisco, which their defense is holding, you know, the top five defense statistically for points and yards allowed, then Seattle, then Patriots, then Broncos, then Bills. So you're talking six straight very difficult defensive matchups. Uh, not saying to sell off on all of your Browns or whatever else. You're kind of stuck with them right now uh, with what you paid for them. But it's not. I don't think it's going to get prettier. Um, I, I don't know. Those are some rough, rough matchups all in a row. To continue talking about injuries, I think we have to address the Cam Newton situation. He's a quarterback that is on a lot of people's fantasy teams, people expecting potentially another one of these top five finishes from Cam Newton, who's now dealing with a Liz Frank injury, um, which is reportedly more serious than previously expected. Um, how long do you think Cam is going to be out? Because he's not playing this week, and this is... The reports that I've heard initially are multi-week absence, which doesn't say shit to me. Like, yeah. what does it mean? How long is Cam going to be out? And when he comes back, is he going to be less than 100%? So if it is a Liz Frank injury, the best timetable that we have seen is Marquise Brown. So you have to look at skill position players because Cam is going to be running around and be very, very mobile, right? So Marquise Brown goes down in the Big 12 Championship December. He is then barely available to start playing the first week of September. That is usually an 8-10 to 
12-month injury if it is a Liz Frank. Now, that hasn't been completely confirmed yet. Those are just rumors out there. So if it is a Liz Frank, it's over. The season will be done. Um, but if it's a you know foot sprain, fractures, one of those things, ankle issue, whatever, then that's another thing. So it, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. But worst case is he's done for the year, and it might not be a bad thing. Kyle Allen looked unbelievable he was playing against terrible defense in the Arizona Cardinals but four touchdown passes zero interceptions 261 yards looked pretty damn good uh not gonna lie moving on to another player that I suspect is going to be more along the lines of week to week than day to day and that's Devin Singletary who is still not practicing on Wednesday I think in week four we're gonna get a lot more of Frank Gore uh, and probably uh, heading into week five. My, my expectation is maybe we'll see Singletary after that, but how long do you think Devin Singletary is going to be out with this hamstring? Yeah, I think he comes back next week uh, would okay. be my guess, but the fact that he didn't play today, there's no need to rush him back. You know, right. y- you have Frank Gore, you have TJ Yeldon, don't rush him back. We Everybody knows that he's going to be the future there, but um, yeah, TJ Yeldon, he got eight carries for 30 yards, Frank Gore 14 carries for 76 yards and a touchdown. This is going to be, this is my game of the week, by the way, as far as just best football you have two undefeated teams division opponents it's in buffalo against the patriots i'm pretty excited we the patriots haven't played anybody and they haven't played one team that has won a game yet <laughs> every team they played is 0 and 3 obviously super bowl champs they're looking amazing but we're going to figure out how good they are against the bills this week i think the patriots will win but i think it's going to be a closer game than most expect all right so I I don't disagree. Um, we should potentially look at those lines in just a second and see uh, where we're going to be betting there. But before we do that, I have a couple more pieces of injuries and news that I want to talk about. Um, Julian Edelman actually trending towards potentially playing this week um, after you know he left last week's game with a chest injury. Practice on Wednesday. Everything looks good for him to go out on the field on Sunday. Yeah, he should be okay. Um, the 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 <laughs> I like it. The problem is the Patriots are always kind of the biggest a holes in the world whenever it comes to you know anybody in injuries. They'll say one thing and do another thing. So if you do have him in your lineup, make sure it's in a flex position and make sure you are checking your lineups an hour before game time. It's now ninety minutes. I'm glad the NFL did that listing the inactives and all that stuff. So uh, it, definitely be smart if you're one of those people that just set your lineup on Wednesday and then you're done do not put them in your damn uh, <laughs> keep them on the bench because you don't want a dud right you don't want that zero uh, during the game so if you are one of the very active owners that does check in actives and all that stuff put them in a flex spot that way you have a little bit of uh, maneuverability. is that a word Movability. Uh, maneuverability there you go there we go. Why don't you to... say flexibility? Because it's a flex spot. Yeah, I went to grad school. Um, so did I. I'm, I'm not, well, I'm just trying to make. I, I like a movability. Why is Dale calling me? Should I pick it up? It's not going to be good. Yeah, let's pick it up. If you can answer it <clears> on speaker <throat> and put it up next to the mic so the listeners can hear. This is you are now getting a live behind the scenes peek uh-huh. of Eat Sleep Fantasy. Yeah, what's up, Dale? I'm on the podcast. You're on the podcast. What's up, man? Oh, I am too. Uh, thanks for letting me know. It's not legal to record somebody without their knowing. Yeah, that's why hey, I let uh, you know. He just lets you know. Okay, uh, really quick, I just wanted to say, uh, don't forget to mention uh, the Spotify playlist for people to find us and, and follow our playlist. Okay, that's really what you called me about? Yep. <laughs> what are you guys talking about? Right now? Yeah. Uh, we were talking about... Uh, Julian Edelman, man, yeah. and his chest. Okay. Uh, yeah. You think he okay. shaves his chest with Manscaped? Probably. Speaking of Manscaped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's great. <laughs> Bye, Dale. That is the quintessential Del DeMont. Like, literally, it's that <laughs> ten times a day on just some random thing. And the funny thing is, he's probably driving in his minivan, working outside on some lawn, and just had this idea, and he calls, and this is what it's like. This is what it's like. What probably happened leading up to this is he probably, we have like a group chat with all of our ESF contributors. He probably sent a message that says, guys, 
said his idea. Nobody responded. So then he called me. Yep. So speaking of that playlist, Spotify, uh, Dell and Brito have not contributed to it yet. That's pretty common from my end. What are you talking about? I haven't put any songs on there yet. Oh, you haven't put any. Yeah. I don't want to take credit for y'all stuff. Okay. I'm not like somebody else. Ooh. It got quiet. It got quiet. So Spotify playlist. (laughs) There's definitely at least one Coldplay song on there. Oh, gosh. Not a strong lead. Did you you try? Did you listen to the Coldplay song? I know who Coldplay is. I've listened to them before. Did you listen to the one song I sent that sounds like all the other songs? I have been with the female every time I have ever heard Does it make you feel, John? No. It makes me feel anger. It's shitty music. Coldplay sucks. So you're telling me you don't want to listen to some Coldplay while drinking your pumpkin spice latte. Okay, now pumpkin spice latte <laughs> and Coldplay are not the same damn thing. All they right? go perfectly together, man. Just admit that's the type of man you are. I am a basic white bitch. I do understand that. Uh, there's no denying that. Uh, it, here's what's sad. My wife buys me pumpkin spice latte uh, coffee creamer for me because she says it's too sweet for her. Like that's like my wife, 100 pound little blonde wife, whatever. It's like, no, this is too girly for me. Um, that's okay. I know what I am. So there's a segment in the movie, The 40 Year Old Virgin. Yes. That we probably can't uh, bring up on the podcast. Why? But, it's such, but if we quote a movie. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and quote the movie. Yeah. Uh, do uh, do you know how I know you're gay? Yeah. It's that one of the greatest segments. Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen go back and forth. If you haven't seen the extended scene on YouTube, please go do it. One of yes. the best scenes in the history of comedy television. And one of the actual insults is. Is you like Coldplay. This is because you like Coldplay. Because you have an like Asia Coldplay. poster. <laughs> <laughs> a framed poster of Asia. <laughs> That's great. All right. Fuck. So All it- right. So Spotify playlist, we've got um a little bit of everything so far on there. I've contributed some Spanish music, some Coldplay, some Jeez. some I, I said when we started this gangsta rap. I will participate if Christian doesn't. And uh, I lost. Why? Did you not like my boogie with a hoodie? No, actually, I'm going to let you know, some of your music is actually fire, but some of it is pure garbage. And that's uh, okay. There are a couple, like, TikTok songs on there, because I'm, like, Jesus on that Christ. binge right now. And, like, you can judge me for it, but that shit's fire, bro. All right. Gosh. This is going downhill quick. Speaking of I going downhill. also a basic <laughs> white girl. <laughs> yeah, you do are. Enjoy do you know how I know you're uh, gay? Because you're on TikTok. <laughs> I love TikTok. Dude. Yeah, I know. I remember the Dallas trip <laughs> where I almost like resigned Eat Sleep did Fantasy. Did you not download it? I did. Okay, there we go. So um, I do have uh, uh, Damian Williams and LaShawn McCoy that we want to talk about here. Um, Damian Williams not practicing. LaShawn McCoy trending towards playing. Yeah, LaShawn McCoy is going to play. Uh, he's going to play. I don't think Damian Williams will. But this is going to be a running back by committee. The thing that was very promising was LaShawn McCoy got almost all of the goal line work. So he's definitely the volume play and the goal line play there. Uh, that's the guy you want to play. But it, it, even in that offense, he looked Darryl really Williams sluggish. still get nine to ten carries yeah and that might be enough to be valuable in this offense yeah if you're hurting if you know this is the first week of bye weeks and so if you have some guys out if you have uh levy on bell but you managed to pick up daryl williams on waivers you could play him as, as a flex for sure yeah yeah for sure anybody on that chief's offense is a flex play at worst so anybody yep. uh, is playable by the way why is Robinson Robinson still widely available? Fucking pick him up. It, I don't understand. It's a name people don't recognize, I guess. But, like, yeah. Um, one of my students, like, my students all come to me for fantasy advice now, which is hilarious. And they're like, who's this guy on waivers? And I was like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> pick him up. Pick him up. <laughs> like, let's go. Um, yeah, he should be started in every league until – Tyreek comes back and we figure out who's going to be that third piece. I think it's going to continue to be Nicole Hardman, but uh, for right now, Hardman and Robinson startable in every single league. PPR, no standard, doesn't matter. Both startable. I was telling Dale on the last pod, I view Robinson the same way I viewed Sammy Watkins before the Hill injury. Yep. So 
It's it's I love like that. you yeah, plug good. it in and there's no difference. So you're gonna have some really boom games and you'll have some okay games. The, the over under the occasional bust. The over under on the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Lions is fifty five freaking points. It's in a dome, which is great for offense. Like yep. start them all, start them all. So. Let's talk a little bit about that because we've had a lot of people ask us about some of these uh, betting lines, uh, some of these over-unders, some of the um, just the lines in the games. So let's talk a little bit about that because we've been doing a lot of betting with Nitrogen Sports. If you have not checked out Nitrogen Sports, you can just go straight to our website. Nitrogen Sports is on our banner. You click them right there. It'll link you straight to the website they do bitcoin betting so you can you can bet safely they have everything from nfl to soccer to basketball to tennis to hockey esports whatever you want to do they have it on there um obviously we focus on the nfl and i want to talk a little bit about some of those lines some of those over-unders all of that um but john yes sir we also have something else going on with nitrogen sports where we're doing a promotion with them Oh, I'm excited um, about this. So we did this last week. If you sign up for Nitrogen Sports, it's, it's free to play. They have free rolls, whatever. You can also bet on there. There's a lot of things you could do on there. But if you sign up for Nitrogen Sports, create an account. Um, you can enter our contest how, however you want to submit your entry. But submit how many yards you think Daniel Jones will pass for this week by text, by tweet, by Facebook group, whatever, but make sure that you include on there your user ID for Nitrogen Sports. The person that gets the closest to that will get $100 in free bets on Nitrogen Sports for you to do whatever the fuck you want with it on Nitrogen Sports' website. So, and you want to know uh, what's crazy? Can you talk about what happened last week with the prediction? Okay, I do want to talk a little bit about this because me and Dale did this uh, nitrogen sports betting segment last week and we talked about some of the um betting lines that i thought were ridiculous with the patriots favored um by like 20 points and the dolphins underdogs by like 21 and a half or some shit like that um and dale hit the nail on the head saying that both those teams are going to cover that um and the one that blew me away was i texted dale halfway through the dolphins game when the Dolphins were about to score and actually go up on uh, the Cowboys and said, man, there's no way the Cowboys are covering this line, huh? And he said, give it time. Kenyon Drake fumbles on the three-yard line. He also said the Dolphins would not score a touchdown. So <laughs> the final score was 31-6. to Dale, during this time, said, give it time. Final score will be 31-6. to Yeah, he nailed it. And we he never give Dale credit when he's present, on only when he's not here. fucking head unbelievable so um i didn't yeah we don't want to give dale too much credit where he can actually feel it and feel confident yeah, right but he has been like outrageous with some of this betting stuff and on the head when it comes to like the miami dolphins betting um i don't want to harp on that too much but let's talk a little bit about uh the dolphins being uh 16 and a half point underdogs to the los angeles chargers yeah that is a lot of points <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of points. Now, the, here's what's crazy. And again, if you're one of those people that wants to get into betting and stuff, we're going to go through and talk about it. But also our DFS and Dynasty podcast, they sell all of these things for five bucks a week. And there are like 15 games over 500. They have been crushing it through three weeks in pick-ems. Uh, I mean, I've made a lot of money this year with those guys. Uh, again, just head over to the website, click uh, DFS and Dynasty tab, and you can have access to all that. But let's talk about this game. We also got season long on there if you, if you want to get a huge discount. Yeah, it's it, they're, they do amazing work. Shout out to JJ, Steve, and Austin. They, they are freaking awesome. But, uh, but here's the deal. Los Angeles Chargers traveling all the way across the country to Miami and still over two touchdown favorites. What do you think of this one, Brito? I hate I, – I love home favorites, but it's hard to pick the Miami Dolphins. Eventually, they are going to not let somebody cover the spread on them. And it is at home, but it's still – yeah, 16 and a half, man. I don't know. Uh, the Dolphins will keep this game close. You think so? Yes. All right. I like it. I say the Dolphins lose by a touchdown. A touchdown. Dang, that would be unbelievable. The fact that they could lose by 13 points and still cover, 
is huge. Again, this is a morning game. So, again, you've got a, a West Coast team flying to East Coast, which they never do well on that, and an early 10 a.m. kickoff. This one, yeah, I'm with you, man. If I'm putting money on this game, it's going to be on the Miami side. I'll take 16.5 points. Here's the game that I do want to talk about since you've mentioned it. Two 3-0 and teams, but one of them is favored by more than a touchdown. The New England Patriots favored by 7.5. Are you betting on the Bills all day here on this spread? Yeah, I like that. Now, my two rules that I follow, and you can throw this out of the window or whatever. No division games. I never bet division game pickums. I never do. Fuck. Um, and I love home favorites. So this goes against one of my things to stay away from. Um, I, I just – I I've – my worst bets have always been divisional games. They're so hard to predict in the NFL because they see each other twice a year minimum, sometimes more often. Um, I'm staying away from this one, but if I had to pick, I'm going Buffalo with seven and a half points at home. That defense is unbelievable. <clears throat> and the last thing that I want to mention here, uh, because we'd like to look at the over-unders when we expect for fantasy games to have a lot of points, Vegas knows their shit, yep. okay? When you see over-unders and they're in the middle to sometimes even high 50s, that game is going to score a lot, and you should start a lot of fantasy players on that game. Kansas City versus Detroit is the only game with an over-under over 50 at 54 and a half this week. <laughs> so that is a good line there. Um, uh, for some context, I think the next highest is the Giants and Redskins at 49. Yep. Because um, you were talking about two bad defenses there. So... Um, so, fire up all your fucking Chiefs this week is all we can say, but there's no, that's no different from any other week. Correct. Correct. And the, and the thing is, with Kansas City games, uh, they can look like it's not going to be a high-scoring game, and then second quarter, you know, Mahomes throws four touchdowns in one quarter. So, uh, it's just one of those, you blink, you change the channel, you watch a different game, and then all of a sudden you miss two touchdowns. And both of these defenses are very opportunistic as well. So, if you get a defensive score in here, I wouldn't be surprised. And so, it's just going to continue piling up on that. So, it's going to be a fun game to watch. Detroit actually... Looks like they could play some football a little bit. Yep. All right, so let's move on here. John, let's talk a little bit about your buys and sells for this week. Yeah, so Please. here's the deal. One of the kind of chief tenants that I always try to follow is buy low, sell high. You know, definitely nothing um, outrageous there or original or whatever. But you have to constantly step back from the emotional um, kind of recency, recency bias with what just happened in the last week or two. And you have to be able to step back and say, all right, here is value. They're overperforming. And once you can label those guys, then you can play off the emotion of the current owner. And one of the guys that I actually really, really like is Devontae Freeman. This is a buy low candidate. He has not played great so far this year. Nobody outside of Julio Jones and Austin Hooper have played great for Atlanta. He's the 31st ranked running back so far this year. But the volume is there. And if this offense steps up, then holy cow, great things can happen. You know, in week three, he had 16 rushes. He's averaged five and a half yards per carry, three receptions on four targets. That's 20 touches in a game on a high potency offense. He just hasn't found his way into the end zone. Um, if he can put it all together, this is a low end RB1, high end RB2 that you can get dirt cheap right now. Um, I really do like me some Devontae Freeman. What say you, sir? I I like it. I, I thought that Devonta Freeman had the opportunity to potentially switch some of that up in, in a week three matchup. 88 rushing yards is encouraging. 16 carries is encouraging. Um, but you do look at uh, games against Tennessee and Houston for the next two weeks. When is he going to have that breakout game is my only concern because I think you're waiting till potentially week six for something big and then you face LA and Seattle. So how, how much of this is, will he get into the end zone? Um, because, you know, 64 yards. Sure. That's not great in week two, for example, 64 total yards. But if you throw a touchdown into that, it's a good day, right? Last week, 95 total yards. That's fine, but you got to get the touchdowns. That's what we've had and seen from Devonta Freeman in the past. If we don't get that, 
then we're screwed. And Atlanta's offense as a whole doesn't look like Atlanta's offense from 2018. No, and it so, doesn't. The offensive um, line is a mess. Even though they drafted a whole bunch there, it doesn't matter. We we just need a little bit more from them. Um, they looked really bad in week one, but they've they've looked okay at 24 points the last two weeks. Um, I I I think this is a good buy low because his value is really low. But I I you're buying an RB three or you're you're buying a guy that's been an RB four pretty much for the last for the for the start of the season and you're gonna get a low end RB two. So yes, I do think it's a buy low. Okay, I like it. I like it. Um next guy that I have is we're saying uh let's go to wide receivers, Juju Smith Schuster, which is just a fun name to say. Uh you know, he hasn't really put up huge numbers just yet. He's got a change at quarterback. He's the wide receiver twenty seven right now. But here's the issue. I think eventually Mason Rudolph is going to calm down. And once he does, then things are going to be much better for them. We obviously understand Juju's talent. He only had three targets. Um, sorry, he had seven targets, three catches last week versus San Francisco. But one of those catches was a 70-yard touchdown. Uh, his talent will win out. And again, people that were drafting Juju were drafting him way too high. But with where he's at right now, wide receiver 27 is too low. Um, I, I really think that this is somebody that you could go get for sure. As long as the target numbers stay decent, so seven targets last week is okay, right? As long as the target numbers stay decent, you should see production from Juju. So the only thing missing really there is the touchdowns again. But 78, 84, and 81 yards are more than serviceable. We're just kind of waiting for a breakout game. Um, it's coming. It's coming for Juju. Um, and if you can buy him now uh, at his wide receiver two value, you could potentially get a low-end wide receiver one for that. Yep, I like that. I like that a lot. All right, another wide receiver that I really, really like and was Notes high on. Self, Devonta Freeman, Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh, yeah. Hey, man, take advantage I of I like it. these so far. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, next up, I've got Robert Woods. Man, he is ranked outside of the top 50 as far as wide receivers go. Uh, you know, the Rams offense has not looked like the Rams offense the past two years, but they are getting closer and closer to coming back. Now, Cooper Cup has taken advantage of all of the touchdown opportunities, which has been right. great for him. And again, I don't want to jump too much into it, but Cooper Cup is on my sell-high list, okay? So keep in mind, you got Cooper Cup, one of the guys on the sell-high because he's just been unbelievable. He's a top-five guy, and usually Robert Woods is the more consistent play there last year Robert Woods was the most consistent wide receiver with um, whether it was 70 receiving yards or a touchdown in every single game he was number one in the entire NFL uh, for most consistent I think that he will return to his numbers I think that uh, he will get back to that point we're just not there yet right if you're going to buy Robert Woods do not wait because he will have a explosive game in week four I'm going to, um, I'm going to put some stock into Robert Woods for Week Four. Um, like you mentioned, he's in the 50s right now. He will not be there come after this week. Mm. I kind of agree with him. I agree with him there. So uh, this is the time. Uh, hopefully, Dale's not listening to this because I'm trying to buy Robert Woods. <laughs> he sucks, man. You don't need him. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Fucking trash. Now your next you one, uh, this next one is brought to you by Brito. Uh, wide receiver, I'll let you take it away here for the Packers. Explain this one to me, man. So Devontae Adams, kind of going back to what you were saying earlier, Devontae Adams is also on that list with Robert Woods of being unbelievably consistent, and yet we have not seen that from this offense and from him to start this season. And so... You've had some of the production in week two where you saw 106 yards, but no touchdowns through the first three weeks. When the fuck has that ever happened to Devontae Adams where he's not scoring touchdowns? That will come. That's his game. So this is just all about we're waiting for him to break out because even when Green Bay's offense struggled. Devontae Adams was a huge component in fantasy and for that offense. This is all just waiting the, for the breakout, and people have got to be frustrated with him right now. You can probably get Devontae Adams 
for not pennies on the dollar, but 80 cents on the dollar. And that will be worth it for your middle of the season run. Yeah. And I'll say this as well. A lot of Devontae Adams had to do last week with Chris Harris shadowing him. And so they just kind of stayed away from him. He saw a season low so far in targets, but that's just one of those things. You know, you got to watch the matchups. Devontae Adams has looked great. His routes are great. Just be patient with it. Uh, go get this guy. Unfortunately, I'm in so many damn leagues with Packers fans, and the Packers fans always get Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. And so, yeah, well said. Way to go, JJ. JJ. <laughs> and we got two more. Let's jump out of the wide receiver position. This one I'm definitely biased on tight end. George Kittle. And this is the perfect time to buy this Only guy. Worse than a Packers fan. Uh, 49ers, 49ers fans. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Let we do have more go, championships. Um, so um, George Kittle is on bye week. The 49ers are on bye week. So one, I love trying to trade for premium talent on a bye week because people get pissed off when they have to move them out of their starting lineup and get somebody else in there. I always try to take advantage of that in trades. But also, here's the deal. Kittle is unbelievable. Broke the record for all-time passing yardage by a tight end last year. Um, he has not gotten into the end zone yet this year. But a couple things to take away. He has had two touchdowns called back by ridiculous penalties in week one. And he is part of a top five offense. Yes, the 49ers have a top five offense and top five scoring offense so far this year. Um, if you can get this guy, he's currently the tight end 10. But he's, again, you add those two touchdowns, he jumps all the way up to tight end four. So he's he's poised for a gigantic breakout. He's looked amazing this year. You could go get him for cheap because of the bye week, and he hasn't scored yet. Try to go get this guy. Um, I would prefer Kittle over everyone right now except for Travis Kelsey. Um, Evan Ingram and Darren Wallner would be right behind him with Mark Andrews as well. But again, right. uh, Kittle is <laughs> still the number two overall tight end for me for rest of season. So something that I like to do – after the first few weeks is look at targets and look at receiving yards because again, touchdowns can be fluky um, and not for tight ends necessarily. You want them to have touchdowns that are necessary, but look at the league leaders and receiving yards for the tight ends. And, and a lot of that is shaking out pretty similarly to what we expected yep. with Kelsey, Evan Ingram, Zach Ertz, Kittle, Greg Olson all being in that top eight. You've got a couple names there that we may or may not have expected. Darren Waller, like you mentioned, which you were hyped up um, at you know in the preseason. Mark Andrews, but Kittle is there. Kittle just needs to score, right? To to add to his value. Um, I like it, man. Kittle is definitely a guy that some people could potentially be frustrated with, plus the bye week. Um, but he's giving you more or less what you need from a tight end. He just needs to score and step it up just a little bit. The, the, the 49ers are trying to win a little bit differently, but Kittle will still be pivotal to this offense. Yep. And even without scoring, man, tight end 10 with no touchdowns in a standard league. Yeah. I, I, I think so. sky's the limit for that, dude. I really do. And my last buy low, let's jump over to the quarterback. And this one's kind of a weird one because I have a couple caveats. It's Josh Allen for the Buffalo Bills, but pump the brakes on this one, okay? So first off, he is currently the running or quarterback eleven. Um, I think a lot of great things are in store now. He has two tough weeks versus New England and Tennessee in a bye week. I am waiting on this one to get this guy. I don't think he's going to have a great two weeks. So if you want to try to trade for him now, that's fine. Just don't start him the next two weeks and then the bye. But this is a quarterback that is second in the NFL for rushing attempts as a quarterback, and he has proven when the matchup is good, he can be absolutely incredible. So uh, I love Josh Allen. I love what they're doing over there with the Buffalo Bills. It just pump the brakes a little bit, but just kind of keep this one on the back burner. Eventually, you need to give Josh Allen a shot. Uh, speaking of giving players a shot... Um, we talked about this a little bit in the preseason, a guy that we thought potentially would have um, good value as a quarterback after the Andrew Luck injury. And I think we need to talk about because he is available in some people's leagues, and that's Jacoby Brissett. Um, I, I think people are still sleeping on him, even though he is the quarterback 15 through three weeks. Uh, he's been very consistent 
two touchdowns, three touchdowns, and two touchdowns through the first three weeks. He's got matchups the next two weeks for, yes. with Oakland and Kansas City. And then if you look at his stretch through uh, playoffs, even through the middle of the season, you've got Miami, you've got Pittsburgh, you've got Tennessee, you've got Tampa Bay. Um, you've got a lot of really nice matchups for Brissett, especially towards the end of the season, where I think this is a guy that you can capitalize, start in almost every week, and definitely start with confidence in some of these better matchups. Uh, he is spreading the ball out quite a bit. Doesn't seem to have a real focus with T.Y. Hilton a little banged up. Um, but I like the guy. He's giving you uh, a little bit of everything on the field. So Jacoby Brissett is a guy that I think more so because he's not household name, you can get for cheap and have a guy that you can start and pick up. And, and, and if you're in a deeper league or you're struggling at the quarterback position, uh, if you you know were really high on – Baker Mayfield or some shit, and you're kind of stuck, go pick up Jacoby Brissett. Yep. I, I would start uh, Jacoby Brissett over Mayfield for probably the rest of the season, and it's not close. I think Baker Definitely Mayfield's the next two close weeks, to Oakland droppable. and Kansas City, yeah. by the way. Yep, I'm with you. All right, now before we jump over to the sell high, here is something that you need to make sure uh, just in case you do go low. Oh, I kind of like that one. Manscaped.com. If you head over to their website, use the promo code ESF, and we have a nice little treat for you. You will receive 20% off whatever the purchase is plus free shipping. It's, they, it comes to you for free, free shipping, 20% off. And if you buy one of their package plans, you also get a travel size tote bag, which Chris and I have talked about. Uh, probably one of my favorite little accessories. I, I love that little travel bag. How about you, man? Uh, the little travel bag I have taken, I think you saw me with it yeah. in Vegas. I keep all my little toiletries when I take with me um, across the country. Um, I used Manscaped. Uh, Never mind. I feel like I get too personal with the shaving of my balls. Um, <clears throat> I use Manscaped, as I told Dale, with the story um, where I had to have a EKG um, on like a routine checkup or whatever, and they shaved like parts of my body instead of shaving all of my chest. I had patchy, whatever. I don't like to shave my chest, but it made the experience of shaving my chest so easy and so worry-free of not having to nick my nipples. Um that like it was life-changing like the moment I finish losing weight I might be the guy that shaves my chest every week now because I don't have to stress about how fucking inconvenient that is and I'll continue to shave my balls with manscape because it doesn't nick you and you can use it in the shower I like it I love Those, Manscaped. it's listen, a great product manscape.com use promo code ESF you can use it in the shower it's portable and it doesn't nick your balls or your dick. Yeah. Like, what else do you need? I don't know. I don't know how they did it, but I'm very, very thankful. And I think my wife is too, to be honest. Was that too nice. personal? No. Okay, cool. It's perfect. All right, let's go to our last segment of the day, our sell high. Now, obviously, to no, you're good. You're always welcome, brother. Um <laughs> Um, these are obviously players that have outperformed where we got them and it is now time to cash in because perhaps their value will not be retained. And probably the number one most obvious answer, the number one running back right now, Austin Eckler. Sell him now. Please, dear Lord, sell this guy. If you have him, congratulations. You have cashed in. You got three amazing weeks out of him. Now his stock is going to start to fall drastically week by week until he is a flex play at best. But for right now, you could go sell Eckler and get a season-long running back like a David Johnson or a Marlon Mack. Um, you could go get these guys out there that are uh, – I have no problem trading Eckler straight up for somebody like Leonard Fournette, but even if you do that, you can get more than Leonard Fournette right now for Eckler. So right. um, rumors are out that Melvin Gordon is might return sooner than expected, <clears throat> so you've got to capitalize right now. His value will never be higher. Please take advantage of that. I understand that he has Miami week four. Sell that. Use that as a selling point. Um, I do think this is going to be a little bit more of a Justin Jackson game. But um, if you have Eckler, I just think right now or next week, that's the last chance you're going to be able to sell him at value. So um, look into that one big time. Uh, Tell me I'm give wrong. Give me a couple more guys that you would be targeting. Um 
here with Eckler. Give me a couple of wide receivers that you could potentially trade uh, Austin Eckler for. So if it's just a season-long league, I'm going to package. So I'm going to ask for – I'm going to give Austin Eckler. I'm going to ask for somebody like Larry Fitzgerald and Leonard Fournette. Like I want a two-for-one, something along those lines. Um, okay. I want Aaron Jones and Brandon Cooks, something like that. Uh, kind of I'm, I want these high upside wide receiver and RB2s that can outperform because, again, Eckler will not be a running back two once Melvin Gordon comes back and they don't have all these cake matchups that they have now. Uh, he might He's going to be a flex player. That's fine. But right now you can get RB1 value for him. So improve your roster over the long haul. All right. Good. Give me another running back here. Uh, that is a buy low for you. Or sell high, you mean, right? Sell high for me. Yes. Sorry for Mark you. Mark Ingram. Fuck. That's okay. I still love you. Oh, Mark Ingram's on uh, my list. Again, uh, let's, let's keep it going. Yeah, he's fifth right now. He's got five rushing touchdowns in three games. They have been unbelievable as far as the way that they have played the game and again i'm going to go into my next guy both that we're going to talk about them together lamar jackson's on my list as well and the main reason why is this uh, they're great fantasy assets i think they will continue to be rb1s and qb1s uh, the rest of the season but they have played the three worst defenses in the nfl miami kansas city arizona that is not going to continue. So if you can go get these guys right now, who everybody wants them, they're the hot names in fantasy, and that's great. Go get something in return that's right. going to benefit you long term. Don't feel bad if they continue to have good weeks because they do play Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and Cincy. <laughs> um, and those are not tough matchups by any stretch, but... Like I mentioned to John before the episode, uh, these are guys that started the season, you know, at their peak. We don't expect them to fall off. We just don't expect them to be top three or top five at the position for the rest of the season, right? So, like like you mentioned, Mark Ingram can be an RB one for the rest of the season, but he's not going to have another 135 yard three touchdown game either, right? And so, like, just to put this in perspective, I traded – this is a dynasty league trade, so you can take this for what you want. Lamar Miller a first and some oh, – I'm sorry. Lamar Jackson a first and some extra pieces for Patrick Mahomes. Like, I am getting a premium – you know, Patrick Mahomes is definitely the best player at the position. And, you know – Lamar Jackson's just a little bit under him right now, but I wanted to go ahead and capitalize on that while I could. I think you could do that. There are some quarterbacks out there that you could trade Lamar Jackson for almost straight up, and everybody's just going to say, yeah, sure, I'm totally down with that, which you got to take advantage of that. I, I think that Lamar Jackson will finish as a top-five quarterback. I don't have a problem with that. But if you could trade uh, Lamar Jackson for Russell Wilson and – you know, a solid tight end or uh, maybe an extra tight end or something like that. I, that's what I would try to do. I will say this, and I, I have Mark Ingram on a couple teams, and I will shop him around even though I'm going to say this sentence. I think Mark Ingram, even through all of this, at the end of the year will be the running back with the most touchdowns. Yeah, he's got a huge lead. He's got a huge lead. He's, he's at five through three games. Yeah. Just go cash in, man. So I, I am probably going to package him and sell him off, but it will hurt. So, but let's move on to another. Cooper Cup has taken advantage of those things, and he's averaging you know over ten yards per catch as a slot guy, which is decent. He's been able to get into the end zone, which is awesome. But I think a lot more of that volume is going to be shifted to Robert Woods going forward. I, I really do believe Robert Woods is a supreme talent there, and it's just going to be even. And so I think Cooper regresses a little bit more to that wide receiver two range, and Robert Woods jumps up. So trade something like Cooper Cup for Robert Woods and uh, get something out of it like a Chris Thompson if you're in a deep league, something along those lines. You can get an extra flex play or upgrade your tight end or quarterback um, because, again, Cooper Cup's the number six wide receiver right now, and I don't think that's going to continue. Uh, I want to um, kind of stop uh, for a second here and uh, follow up on what you mentioned earlier about Austin Eckler. Um, 
and Melvin Gordon is ending his holdout. Oh He's gosh, going to be reporting to the team tomorrow. I hope so everybody. Be... Uh, <laughs> you haven't listened to this yet because we haven't posted it. Uh, well, we did just post it on our Instagram. That's literally how I'm finding out. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Eat, sleep, fantasy. We have a lot of news and a lot of ways to get you stuff. When you uh, got your notifications on, and you follow Eat Sleep FF on Twitter, on Instagram, uh, and you get tweets like that, you can uh, start moving pieces faster than than other people are aware. So he's not. He's obviously not going to play this week. He might not play uh, next week either. But he will be reporting to the team, and it is a guy that you could potentially buy right now before the people find out. Go go make a trade. Go make a trade. Go make a trade. All right, let's. Uh, oh, that that was it for the. That was it. By this, that was it for the, uh, the sell highs. That was it. My bad. That was it. Yeah, it's kind of like when fall ends and you're in winter and you can't find pumpkin spice things anymore. It's over. You got to move on. <sighs> it's so sad, bro. So it's like, it is. It's a problem. Yeah. So, have you ever had? pumpkin chocolate chip muffins yes my wife makes them they are amazing oh, fuck. i don't think you understand my love for pumpkin things i'm freaking fall's my favorite time of the year football obviously my birthday's in fall as well which is not necessarily a plus but i love that biz man i love it. for my birthday i asked for pumpkin pie my wife made me pumpkin pie that's all i wanted that's all i wanted and and poontang pie am i right you're not wrong Anything you want to add, John, before we close out the show? <laughs> That's it. I think Poontang Pie is a great way to end the show. It's a great way to end anything for Mr. John Chapman. You can follow him on Twitter at JL underscore Chapman. JL underscore Chapman. You can check out his 49ers Rush Ooh. podcast anywhere that you are listening to podcasts. If you are a 49ers fan, that is the best 49ers podcast out there. Thank you, Brita. That was um, nice. If you can please subscribe to us on YouTube and check our, out our content there, we will be posting more and more videos and also have all of our podcasts uploaded uploaded there uh, as well. Um, another quick shout out to our DFS podcast for doing great work as well. Um, if you are a player of DFS or a Dynasty uh, fan, they have DFS and Dynasty on their pod. Make sure to look for Eat, Sleep, Fantasy, DFS, and Dynasty, wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Christian Brito. Follow us on Twitter at EatSleepFF. And uh, go sell Austin Eckler. Yeah. Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. You rocking with the best. NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming Eat Nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week, guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy, football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be joining us on Eat Sleep Fantasy. Yeah, Eat Sleep Fantasy. Eat Sleep Fantasy.